Good morning, and welcome back to the conclusion of Don't Forget Friday. Annie Turnbull Malone. Entrepreneur, philanthropist. Annie Turnbull Malone was born to Robert Turnbull and Isabella Cook in Metropolis, Illinois, on August 9, 1869. Her parents were former slaves, and her father joined the Union Army during the Civil War. Turnbow attended school in Peoria, Illinois, but she never finished high school. Instead, she practiced hairdressing with her sister. When she and her family moved to Lovejoy, Illinois, Annie decided she wanted to become a beauty doctor. At the age of 20, she had already developed her own shampoo and scalp treatment to grow and straighten hair. Taking her creation to the streets, she went around in a buggy making speeches to demonstrate and promote the new shampoo. In 1902, Annie Turnbull's home shampoo venture thrived and she moved to St. Louis, Missouri, home of the nation's fourth largest African-American population at the time, to expand her business. She was largely successful and she trademarked her beauty products under the name Poro, that's P-O-R-O. One of her protégés was Sarah Breedlove, who later became Madam C.J. Walker. Turnbow married in 1903, but soon after her marriage, her husband sought to control her business venture, and she divorced him. Wise woman. She married again on April 28, 1914, this time to a school principal, Aaron Eugene Malone. That marriage lasted 13 years, but also ended in divorce. Hmm, wonder why. In her lifetime, Malone became one of the nation's wealthiest black women. She became a leading cosmetic entrepreneur, but she was also a leader in the St. Louis black community. In 1918, Poro's success allowed Malone to build a four-story million-dollar factory and beauty school. That complex in the historic black neighborhood of The Ville in St. Louis. It employed over 175 people and enabled young black women to pursue their high school and college educations by providing them with jobs and lodging. Malone was also an active philanthropist. She contributed thousands of dollars to educational programs, universities, to the YMCA, and to nearly, nearly every black orphanage in the country. She also served as board president of the St. Louis Colored Orphans Home from 1919 until 1943. In 1930, Malone relocated her business to Chicago. Thereafter, the St. Louis Poro College and Malone's fortune declined, unfortunately. At the time of her death in Chicago on May 10, 1957, Poro Community Beauty Colleges still operated in over 30 cities across the nation. Septima Poinsett Clark is perhaps the only woman to play a significant role in educating African Americans for full citizenship, citizenship rights without gaining sufficient recognition. Clark was born the second of eight children in Charleston, South Carolina to Peter Poinsett, a former slave, and his wife, Victoria Warren Anderson, a laundress. She and her family struggled to pay for a high school education, and she graduated from Avery Normal Institute in 1916. She married a Navy seaman, Neri Clark, in 1919. The couple's first child died, unfortunately, in infancy. A son was born in 1925, but Clark's husband died shortly thereafter. By teaching in segregated schools in various locations, she earned a bachelor's degree from Benedict College in 1942 and a master's degree from Hampton Institute 
1946. Clark not only taught young students, but she held informal literacy classes for adults. She also pushed an education and equal rights agenda in numerous organizations, such as the Young Women's Christian Association, or the YWCA, the Federation of Women's Clubs, the Council of Negro Women, and most importantly, the National Association for the Advancement of Colored People, or the NAACP. In 1956, when South Carolina banned membership in the NAACP, yes, they did that, Clark lost her teaching job and pension when she refused to comply. Wise woman. Hired by Miles Horton, Clark became director of workshops at the Highlander Folk School in Tennessee when this program was absorbed into the Southern Christian Leadership Conference, or the SCLC. Clark and her cousin, Bernice Robinson, created the first citizenship school to educate blacks in literacy, state government, and election procedures. Wow. Traveling throughout the South, Clark trained teachers for citizenship schools and assisted in SCLC marches and protests, working with, of course, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. and Andrew Young. Dr. King thought so much of Clark when he received his Nobel Peace Prize in 1964 by insisting that she accompany him to Sweden. She wrote two autobiographies outlining her nonviolent philosophy, Echo in My Soul in 1962 and Ready from Within in 1986. Today's closing quotes come from someone that knows a little bit about freedom. And I quote, There is no easy walk to freedom anywhere. And many of us will have to pass through the valley of the shadow of death again and again before we reach the mountaintop of our desires. End quote. And that was the man they called Mandiba. Nelson Roliflala Mandela. Ebony Contrarian, out.